Very good. All right, it looks like we're live. Thank you, Jim. So we'll start with the formalities of uh, going over the COVID restriction rules. So I'm Noam Corbin. I'm the chair of the Northborough Historic District Commission. This open meeting of the Northborough Historic District Commission is being conducted pursuant to chapter 20 of the acts of 2021 an act relative to extending certain COVID-19 measures adopted during the state of emergency signed into law on June 16th, 2021. This meeting will be conducted via remote participation, no in-person no in attendance by members or the public will be permitted. So the whole purpose of this is in order to mitigate the transmission of COVID-19 virus, the town of Northborough has been advised and directed by the Commonwealth to suspend public gatherings, and as such, the governor's order suspends the requirement of the open meeting law to have all meetings in a publicly, publicly accessible physical location. All members of the historic district commission are allowed and encouraged to participate remotely. The order allows the historic district commission to meet entirely remotely so long as reasonable public access is afforded so that the public can follow along with the deliberations of the meeting. The public is encouraged to follow along using the posted agenda unless the chair notes otherwise. Members of the public who wish to view the live stream of this meeting may do so by going to Northborough Remote Meetings on YouTube via the link listed on the agenda. Ensuring public access does not ensure public participation. Unless such participation is required by law, this meeting will not feature public comment. All right. So now let's make sure we know everybody's here. So just uh, just say that you just give me a thumbs up or an eye that you're present. So, Mr. Smith. Aye. Mr. Swanson. Here. Leslie. Here. Tom. Here. Amanda. Here. Light. Aye. Mike Pichano. Here. President. Lorna Helms. Here. Very good. All right, so we can get this meeting rolling. Let's see what we get for the agenda. So the first thing on the agenda is the meeting minutes from uh, two months ago. We haven't met for two months. So I sent it along and um, looking to see if there's any corrections that need to be made or any changes to the document before we see if it's acceptable. Can everybody see this on their screen? The meeting minutes? Yes. yes. All right. Yep. So again, Brian Swanson, thank you for helping with this. Um, was there anything that uh, we need to adjust? Any corrections and comments? There was a comma after Amanda's name on the absence. There's a comma after, okay, here we go. We can fix that live. 
Very good. Is that it? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> if it's okay, I'm assuming everybody's read it. If you haven't read it yet, give me a yell and we'll wait. Do I have a motion to accept it? Motion made. Seconded? Second. Thank you, Leslie. Um, and Bruce will be joining us, that's good. So I have to do the roll call vote to accept it. So let me uh, stop the share so I can see everybody. And Brian Smith. Uh, I vote to accept the uh, meeting minutes. You accept it? Yeah. Very good. Uh, Brian Swanson? Approved. Leslie? Aye. Mike? Accepted. Mr. Shoot. Oh, you, you weren't there, so you can't participate in this. So mm -hmm. we have uh, unanimous that the meeting minutes are accepted. Thank you. The second thing on the agenda was the CPA funding request. Uh, they were brought in and it was the first Zoom meeting to discuss our two applications. Um, I think it went well. There were some good questions about funding and other options for funding, um, but they haven't, Leslie, correct me if I'm wrong, they haven't requested us to participate in the next meeting. Is that correct? Uh, you know, I. that's a good, question um i'm not sure <laughs> i would think they would um they didn't have, i know some of the others they definitely wanted a follow-on um participation there were some other questions yeah some... i don't think for ours i um yeah i'm honestly not 100 certain i don't think so do you remember what the date was the next meeting was the i have this thursday on my calendar and the following thursday so i um, so this Thursday being the 20th? Nope, that's not right. 27th. 27th. I, I, again, don't trust me right now because I have both Thursdays on and I, I'm not sure. The 27th yeah. is ringing a bell. Um, it is yeah, the I think 27th. The third, normally we have the first Thursday of the month this time of year, so I think that's a fall back, but I do believe we did the schedule for the 27th as well. All right, so uh, today's Monday. So we haven't, I haven't seen, they're going to have to send out a noting for the meeting anyway. It's going to be for like 48 hours in advance. So it should be coming up quick. All right, so that's, uh, that's where that stands. Find out more later. I was hoping to spend more time today on the preservation plan, if that's okay, the different parts that were written. Uh, I appreciate all those who've been helping me with the edits and giving me some good ideas about how to write it. Uh, just how to organize the writing a little bit better. So let me see if I can do this again. I'm going to pull up the outline, hopefully. It's there. Okay, find it. All right, 
so well, this is the table of contents and I've, the yellow are the areas that you've never, you haven't really seen these before. Um, still, some of these are still the first cut through it. So the sections I'm gonna look at tonight are, are preservation planning, <coughs> acknowledgements, then we'll go down and look at the historic preservation background and the purpose of a preservation plan. Bob was really helpful in those. And then we'll look at Northborough archeology span and early Northborough colonial history. Um, I'm hoping we can get through them tonight. It'd just be, a, be good to move that along. So I'm gonna go to preservation planning. Let's see where I can find that. Hold on. This one. All right. All right. We're looking at that. Uh, the first one, the Preservation Planning Committee and acknowledgments. Yep. All right. So I've got everybody's name listed there. Uh, I think that's that's the right preservation plan. I think did Millie join us? I, I looked like she was going to be joining us. Can't see her. I think she was coming in. Let's see. Yeah, Millie's there. So uh, in the acknowledgement section, I want to make sure I've hit everybody that's helped us out. Um, can anybody think of someone that, I'm, that we're missing? You might be the most considerate author in the history of the universe. <laughs> are these are there typically acknowledgments and documents like this? I mean, I think it's great that you're doing it, but is it typical? Uh, yeah, the other ones I've seen is there's a recognition of the people that supported the effort. Oh, cool, oh, cool, okay. Yeah. So you're not that so you're not that considerate after all. <laughs> well, I could ignore it, I guess, but I'm <laughs> considering enough to know that we should put it in. <laughs> I might put Mia in because Mia has been helping me out with uh, the parts that have to do with um, environmental related things, uh, landscapes and stuff like that. So I, I just realized Mia is missing. Mia McDonald, she's the conservation uh, commission chair. She used to be. What's that mean? I mean, she's gone. Mia McDonald? Yeah. 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 Leaving the end of this month. Well, I didn't want to hear that tonight. You know yeah, where she's going? Or? Yeah, uh, I should know. She's going to another, a better job. So she'll still be involved. It will be one of her towns, but she will not be our Yeah, she's going to the BEP. Um, she's going to oversee uh, your region. Oh, so it's okay. like a promotion. It's more of a regional position. Well, good for, sounds like it's a good for her thing. Yeah, absolutely. All That's right. right. Thanks, Jim. Oh, lots of changes. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> so, there's, so nothing. There's no ice. Nothing that's uh, 
shows up right away, that's a problem. Nope. All right. No, that yeah, seems to cover it. Okay. Norm, are you are you looking for uh, minor suggestions at this point in grammar? Or you um, right the. I want to go through the big picture right now. Okay, but, that sounds good. Uh, but if you see minor corrections in grammar, I would certainly appreciate that. But this isn't a P, you know how to convert a PDF to a word. You can. You... Okay, I can I can send it to you then. All right, that'd be great. Anybody else who sees any edits, then believe me, this is not, my forte is not is not writing. Uh, all right, so let's see. We've got one down. Thank you for that. Let's see where we are now. We'll do archaeology. How about that one? Mike's helped me a lot with that one. How about the archaeology one? You've got extinct animals, including bison, and that's not an extinct uh, animal, uh, such as mastodon, bison, giant. I'll, I'll go and find my reference on that. Uh, it might be a typo somewhere, but you're right, bisons are not. At least the term. There might maybe there's a better term, and if it doesn't make sense, I'll just pluck it out. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. I never picked up on that. Yeah. That's all I've got. <laughs> I read it. You did. The, well done. Yeah. In the last uh, paragraph of the that Woodland first here? page, yeah. The archaic, okay, the last paragraph on on the first page. Oh, got it. Right okay, here. So where you're talking about the old Stony Brook site? Yep. Uh, is that uh, one of those sites that are of a need to know so we can't tell where it is? Well, the reason I can put that in there and I feel comfortable in there is... Let me see. The site no longer exists. You can't find it. It's gone. Oh, okay. It's what's interesting. They dug it up. They dug it up. It's all gone. With, okay. with one thing that is interesting, though, is these are on a need-to-know basis, but if you Google them, you can find technical articles about them. Yeah. So it's kind of sets on a need-to-know from the state's perspective, but in some instances, like the Charlestown Meadow sites, some of these, you put that in, and you can find a complete technical report about that site. On some, you know, one on one of the uh, in in, in uh, journals that have to do with the archaeology. Okay, no, my only point was that if it wasn't a need to know, we should probably give a little more detail about where it is. But if it no longer exists, then I guess it, we don't need to well, say it's, anything. It's uh, you said by near the Marlboro line. I was just thinking we could put down us, you know, where the street is. What. Well, it's it's on MWRA property. Okay. So it's on, it's right. If you know the area, I, I don't feel comfortable actually putting like an X on that spot because it's it's not on our property. Um, but if you see where the brand new MWRA plant is, like they built probably ten years ago, 
And if you look at that, that's in Marlboro. And if you just come toward the Northboro line, it's right on the line. Okay. And no need to go into more detail. All right. Anything else jumping out? You know, I just had a few other suggestions. I can mail them to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, why don't you mail them to me? And then uh, we'll go from there. Okay. All right. That sounds like a good plan, Bob. All right. So we got uh, that one. Yeah. So how many knew all that information about Norfolk archaeology? <laughs> Nor I, did I. I. Learned a lot. I learned a lot. I yeah. learned a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did had no idea that that stuff was there. All right. Let me do this one. Okay. Bob helped on a lot in this section. So this is the section on uh, the purpose of a historic preservation plan, and then information on basic. Uh, unless it's an alternate spelling, archaeology is AE. There are two. That's a bugaboo. That is another word that's doing the same thing. There are, there's like an English version to it and a North American version to that word. So there's an AE and an AEO version. If you, you just had it. EO, don't you? You didn't well, have an where, EO at all. Um, just... Where am I looking? I, I don't know where I'm looking. Am I sharing the same thing with you? What are you guys looking at? No, you're back. You're one ahead of us now. All right. It's, next, it? it's the next tab over. Uh, what are you? What, what's the title of the what page you're looking at? It was the archaeology one. You're still on that one. Okay. All right. So like you have it spelled. Oh, that's E A. Yeah, it's it's A E O. Huh. Didn't spell check it out. Okay. So but, it, but in the text, I, but in the text, I don't even think you have it. I thought it was just E O. Like I said, there are two versions. I'll have to make sure. I think the key here is to be consistent with the spelling of the word. Okay. Alrighty. All right, so how come you're not seeing this? It says I'm sharing the screen. I don't know why it's happening, but we'll try it again. All right, let me pull up. I think I figured this out. Okay, now what are you looking at? Purpose of a preservation? Is yeah. that the right one? Yes. 3.1. 3.1. Thank you. Um, so the same with this one. Uh, this is the one that Bob uh, did a lot of work with. Um, Bob, uh, a lot of the first paragraph, you pretty much took that out of the U.S. National Park Service information, which is the way to go. So to be accurate. Right. And anybody have any comments on the second part, the historic preservation in Massachusetts, typos or anything that's not clear? So maybe a question on the, on the second paragraph there. Yeah. Uh, the historic preservation plan would prevent irreversible loss. Is it, does it prevent or does it hope to prevent does the preservation plan have any teeth to it? No, it does not. 
it's a guy it's a guidance thing where what where am i looking bruce uh, the second second paragraph first one here paragraph the second paragraph of the yeah. first part yep Prevent. I see. I see the word prevent is probably not, it's too strong. What do you think, Bob? Yeah, I, I agree. We should soften it. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that uh, drops out? Save that so that I can find it. And... Just a nitpick. A third, three point two. It says borough region. It should be boroughs region. I don't know where that. Is. The very first sentence. Plural. Right. Borough boroughs region. Yeah, should be plural. <clears throat> Got it. Thanks. Let's see. I can go now, are you looking at early Northboro colonial history? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, sometimes I know what I'm doing and sometimes I don't have a clue. All right. So time at work. <coughs> so, um, All right. First, first paragraph. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, sorry about that. I'm trying to do something and I, I just lost control. It's all your faces are in the back place. I'm trying to move you over. There we go. Okay. In the first paragraph, uh, Little Chauncey is a pond and Chauncey is a lake. Is that so true? Yeah, according to my map, it is. So I would I would say Little Chauncey Pond and Chauncey Lake. Right here. Yeah. Okay, I don't have a. I'm just doing it this way. It's funny. I thought I, I thought that was. Uh, Yeah, it's actually not Chauncey Lake, it's Lake Chauncey, I think. I, I think you're right. Um, so. Yeah, we always called it Lake Chauncey. Okay, so. Would it be easier to go through the Word document so you can make the changes on the fly? Uh, other than the fact that I have to go dig for it. I had myself okay, set up already. with a PDF version. So, okay. yeah. Get up. The other one that I had was um, the next sentence um, where we're talking about the marker on Bartlett yep. Street. Um, my, my suggestion would be where it says uh, Wachusett Aqueduct near the Northborough Marble Line is to say near Cedar Hill Street and the Northboro Marlboro line it just gives a little more detail about where it is because it is difficult to find. But the Cedar Hill Street's another hundred yards away. Whereas the aqueduct, it's right where the aqueduct crosses. No, I, I, I keep the aqueduct. 
So it's Bartlett Street and the Wachusett Aqueduct near Cedar Hill Street and the Marlboro Northboro Line, Northboro Marlboro Line. It's it's not it's a minor point. Well, I'll uh, I'll definitely I'll just do this. We'll save that. Okay. All right. No, nope, that's what we're here for. And the next one I had was on the third paragraph of that page. Yeah. Early settlement. Yeah, you have a 1775. I think it's 1766 when the town was incorporated. No, the town was incorporated in 1775. It was it was a district in 1766. Oh, okay. There's a, there's a real nuance in there. Um, a district actually does not have representation in the, the main in the in, in the Massachusetts court. It, it doesn't have its own uh, representation. It's piggyback onto in that case okay. the town of Westboro. Yeah, the, the welcome to Northboro signs has has 1766, but okay. yeah, and that's that, and we celebrate the 1766 as the anniversary of the year. That's when we were, we were separate, but we didn't have representation in the Massachusetts court. And in 1775, all the districts in the state of Massachusetts were converted to towns. So I, I, I it's the top of okay. The dates are correct, but there's a quirk in the system. Yeah, Northbrook's got that little. Good question. Anything else? Anything about Mary Goodnow while we're on the Mary Goodnow thing? So again, the main thing I'm looking for is readability, is yeah, that kind of stuff. So um, I like the little the little things are important too, but it's the big picture stuff I'm worried about. Boston Post Road. Under Boston Post Road, I was wondering, did you know that Route 20 is the longest road in the United States? Yes, I did. You should have I, taken. You shouldn't. You should have asked the group and see if the group knew. Yeah, it's because the longest thought, highway in the United States. I just thought that would be an interesting sentence to add to that paragraph. Oh, I well, that's true, it. yeah. I you know, you're right. That, I, I, that I is a good it, sentence yeah. to add there. So here's what I wrote. Uh, today, U.S. Route 20 is the longest road in the country, extending 3,365 3, miles from Boston to Newport, Oregon. Send me that and I'll plug it in. How about that? Okay, you got it. Thanks, Bob. I, that's a real good find. Yeah, I'll just do this so I know where, it, where it's going. Got it. How about anything about the militias and the colonial wars? All right, hearing no response, I think move on. And then the last part is the Revolutionary War and some information about loyalists. Is this all new to a lot of you people? You have to read Kent's book. You oh, yeah. Been, you haven't been reading that book. It's all in there. I <laughs> just steal this stuff out of a book. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I did. I did go in there because when they were talking about um, Captain Wood, yeah, I had, for some reason I had heard that he got to Lexington Concord like a day late. But when I went back through the book, it basically said what you had said in, in this chapter that he, right after the Lexington Concord battle, they went to Boston and helped surround uh, Boston, surround the British in Boston. So that was correct. I, for some reason, I thought that they had actually gone to Concord, but got there late, but that's not true. Yeah, we're reading the same book. If it's wrong, we're still reading the same book. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Norm. Hey, Norm. Yes. Who was the guy whose who's, um, house just got torn down and replaced with, with four uh, right in Pleasant Street? He was at the Battle of Bunker Hill. Well, that was um, a fay. Yeah, it was a fay. Yeah. It was a fay. Yeah, he was a Revolutionary War uh, participant. All right. You guys are making it too easy on me. Um, we have a lot of markers for the for Revolutionary War, so I wanted to put most of them in uh, Mary's grave. I don't know if it's overkill, but I had them, so I just figured put them in. You know. Yeah, put them in. Yeah, it looks good. All right, did we hit them all? Let's see. So the colonial history. Oh, okay. I wanted to hit all six of them, and we did. Uh, let me save this one. Back to the agenda. Um, here's the plan. We need input from other groups on this uh, preservation plan. But the first part is, uh, is pretty much what we've been doing already. I just want to get an idea if the plan, well, there's one section that is the preservation plan. Everything else kind of is information about the town. But the preservation plan, that section we looked at before, um, I sent that to the Massachusetts Historical Commission to get some feedback from them. And uh, Jennifer, who's the contact there, she got back to me in about two days, which shocked me. So I should, I never thought of forwarding this email. I'm sorry, I'll have to forward this to you guys so you can read it. So she had some recommendations. Do you mind if I just read it now? Yeah. yeah. Good. All right, so she saw just that one section of, I think it's section seven, the Historic Preservation Plan. That's all she was looking at. She says, uh, this is great. And it's a really novel way of building out the required natural and cultural resources chapter into a plan. So for some reason, our incorporating of the things that Mia had, is, it, I guess it's uh, out of the ordinary. She thought that was a good idea. Her only suggestion would be to make sure the recommendations hit everything. Presumably, you all were involved in the master plan. Most of us were. But you might consider if there's anything that has come up since then, or if there are other more detailed issues that the master plan might have missed. I also always encourage communities to think beyond buildings and consider other resources such as markers, signage, architectural resources, stone walls, and things like that. You should work to protect all reminders of all the people who have settled in Northborough. The next paragraph is similarly I encourage communities to look beyond the traditional historic preservation tools of local historic districts 
in demolition delay and consider other local regulations that might impact historic resources. For example, zoning, which can be and is often written in a way that actually encourages the demolition of historic resources. So she's trying to tell us that look at zoning, maybe this is something we should be doing there. You might consider having a, large conversa a larger conversation with the town planner or the planning board about ways to achieve historic preservation goals through traditional zoning methods. I'm not familiar with zoning at all, so we'll all have to come up to, uh, come up to our knowledge on that. Finally, prioritizing items as you have done and noting who else is involved is key. It also might be helpful to lay them out in a chart organized by short, medium, and long term to provide visually clearer work plans. I think this is something that Millie actually recommended back a couple of months ago. So um, I started by taking the charts that were actually in the master plan and seeing if that might work. I'm not sure that's uh, good enough. And she says she's looking forward to seeing the final plans. So she knows she only saw the piece that's the plan itself. Well, who was that, the author of that letter? That is Jennifer Doherty, D-O-H-E-R-T-Y. Her title is the Local Government Programs Coordinator for the Massachusetts Historical Commission. Interesting enough, she lives in Westboro and this, she's new to this job. She's only been there maybe four months. She's also the same woman who wrote the uh, nominations for our house, the uh, National Register's nomination for our house. So I, I know her a little bit. She's very responsive, that's for sure. <laughs> So I have a, a few other things on the other. Does anybody have any other topics that want to speak about tonight that uh, I didn't get into the agenda? Hey, Norm. Oh, yes. We had discussed the, what the place of uh, historic markers and signage was in relationship to the town bylaw, sign bylaw. Uh, they are not addressed in the current sign bylaw. And the planning board is currently working on a, a revision to the sign bylaw. And the first draft also doesn't mention anything dealing with historic markers or signage. So I know you are aware that there is a, a clause in the chapter 1-60 for historic district commission that addresses um, the review of signage uh, section. It's down the bottom. Limits of powers. Uh, yeah. It, uh, Number six, I think. B. Yeah. Where exterior architectural features, colors, structures, or signs would be falling under the review of the Historic District Commission. So probably this committee should have a dialogue with the planning board if you want to get involved in the sign review. Currently, they're going to suggest that the design review committee review signage in the commercial districts, but nothing's mentioned of historic significance. I had a phone conversation with uh, 
Anthony Zaiton about that because he's also he called me up because I, I sent that bylaw to everybody on the planning board, and as as expected, nobody even knew that it existed. So it's brought up a few good questions. Um, I, to my personal opinion is long term. That's multiple. It might be best to get any signed by any part of the sign requirements for the historic district into a signs bylaw and not have it held in this funky little odd bylaw that has to do with the historic district, make it more visible because people didn't know it even existed. Um, I'm not sure that's gonna happen in this go around, um, but it's something we probably should consider. The other thing is, is that particular wording that's in that bylaw, remember that was put in in 1973. And that's, that's uh, it's verbiage that comes right out of the state. And for the historic district we're in right now, you know, it's, it's all residential except for the Unitarian Church. So it's not really an issue. It popped up once with a temporary sign that the Unitarian Church put up, but it was, um, we just talked to them and they, had to, they couldn't heat it up, I think more than two months. That was the only bugaboo. So it might become more important if there's another historic district in town where there is commercial uh, properties. The first, so again, the first thing that happened was I sent that to the planning board so they knew that that was in there and, and nobody knew that that was in there. In fact, I got quite a few questions about, they didn't know we had a historic district. So we're, we're all going through the education <laughs> process right now, which is good. But uh, Tom, thanks for that. And, and at least we know we're not doing the wrong thing by putting up those signs, which is good to know at least for now. So, um, keep an eye on what's going on. We should probably all keep an eye on what's going on with that signed by law. I don't I think they want to put something through for this uh, April town meeting. So we'll see. I'd be a little, you know, we do, we'd be are putting up historic signs along Main Street. And I think that's one of the things that they're flagging is all the signs on Main Street is a bit of a bug. So, yeah, we, I'm glad we're going to get in touch with the planning board. And if we, once we get a new town planner, then Amongst whatever they have to do, add us to the list. Um, Lorna, <laughs> you did a little homework. I don't have much to report yet. I've been posting it in all my groups. People were actually surprised to hear that and concerned in my realtor groups. So I'm going to talk to a mortgage person. I feel like that might be a better place to find that out. So I will report back. Excellent. For those who don't remember, uh, something weird this year, several times I've had to write a formal letter to a potential buyer of antique properties, letting them know that the house that they're buying does not have any preservation restrictions on it. Um, and they need that to get either get a mortgage or sell a house. I don't know, I don't understand how it works, but I've never had this problem. This is not a problem. I never had this request before, but I've had two already uh, in 2021. So I want to being a real estate guru. I said, what's going on? So that's what she's going to help us with. I don't know if something's changed or what. Intriguing. It might be insurance related too. It might be mortgage. It might be insurance. It I could be insurance. I know for, but mortgages too, like with the condo that collapsed in um, Florida, now all the condo associations, there's a lot of strict rules around that. So it may be something along that same line where if they've had any sort of historic home issues 
that might be why. So I'll keep working on it. Thanks, Lorna. If we can get ahead of this, just to understand what's going on out there. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to find out. I'd, I'd like to find out myself, so. All right. Um, I did send in the checks for those three um, memberships for the Historical Society, Preservation Mass, and there's the other one, there's another one, uh, Massachusetts Alliance, I think it was called. So those checks have all gone in. We have, we will be members of those organizations um, for another year. So Tom, I know you've been sworn in, so you're good to go at Town Hall. Yes. You're a sworn in member. And Lorna, you're, you still, you'll figure it out. All right. They do Zoom swearing in, so you don't have to leave the comfort of your home. Oh, really? All right, yeah. I'll get in touch. I was going to go down today, and it just the day got away from me, so I will definitely. I'll just give them a call. Oh, I didn't know they did that. That's good to know. Uh, another thing popped up, um, and I have. I'm in. A, I'm in a conversation with uh, the building inspector. Design Review Committee and the Planning Board. Um, there's a little brick house on Hudson Street that's been vacant. It's gotta be 15, 20 years. Tiny little brick house falling apart. And I happened to realize that the Design Review Committee is going through design review for a duplex on that site. So my question was, how come we don't know about that? since in order for them to do the duplex on the house, that site, the first thing they have to do is tear down the antique. So I'm trying to find out how the system works. How come we're the last to find out? Uh, the concern really goes to, you know, our role to put a demolition delay on a, on a property is to find an alternative to demolition. If we find out, by the time we find out, if it's already gone through design review, they have a design in place, where the trees are going and everything's, everything's up and running, we have no chance of ever convincing the developer to try something unique. And I'm trying to understand how do we get in, in that loop earlier? And I don't know how that, I just, it's a piece of the puzzle, unless someone else knows how this works. Maybe you do, Tom. When does a town notify that some new project is coming in for construction? Is it? Well, design review is the, typically the first committee that reviews the project if it's in a commercial district or if it's a duplex. So in industrial zones, they're the first one, even though you're in the process of filing with the planning board or the ZBA, typically the design review is the first step. So when, when that's right, you were on the committee, so you're a real resource now. Uh, so I want to, I want to, I want to build on a, on a property, on a, on a plot that has an old antique. When I come to design review, do I already have drawings in place as the builder? Yeah, you usually have existing site conditions for a site plan and you have the proposed site plan. And also you have the design of the building with landscaping, lighting, et cetera. And, then you, and the, the design committee is the first to know? Typically. Don't they have to don't they have to get something from the town hall in terms of the, the lay of the land? Is well, usually, yeah, it gets engineered and, you know, the, the civil engineer does the zoning review. They look at the conservation requirements, um, utilities, et cetera. But the trigger, as you pointed out, is when somebody files for a demolition permit 
with the building department. And then right. the building commissioner will say, well, this is a property over hundred years old. It is subject to review. And that's, so, that could occur at any time. I mean, you could go through design review, planning and ZBA and not file for a demolition permit for months. Correct. So, but wouldn't it behoove the builder to get that address right from the get-go? Yeah, if they're aware of what's required in town. Now, for example, this 87 Hudson Street, um, I'm the architect of record. So I obviously ah. know ahead of time. And I went and looked at the, the building and the property and it is in bad shape. It is, you know, 1850s, Curtis Rice was the owner. Um, in Kent's book, the only mention of Rice is uh, he signed a petition in 1848 to support the Free Soil Society political party, which was against slavery. But that's the only thing I was able to find out about Curtis Rice, even though he's from a very well-known family in the early history of Northborough. So, so when, when it, uh, I, let's stay on this for a little while because I'm, I'm I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you're here, uh, Tom. So, you know, our role on a, on a property like that is we look for either uh, history, like the owner, or uh, architectural features that would keep it from demo. Um, other than being a cute little brick house, you know, I, it's hard to, uh, without going in the in the house and really seeing it. It's hard to uh, appreciate what the architectural features might be. But one of the things that's maybe that's not in our turf. Uh, one of the things that, that I'd like to know earlier is, um, I, I guess I, I'd like some, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to word this. Um, well, there's no trigger outside of that demolition notice. You're right. So Unless the demolition could come, come sooner. I guess what I would like to be able to do is before Penn gets the paper is talk to the owner or the designer and say, can we find a creative solution that would include the brick, the brick building in this case? This may be a bad example, but uh, if you go up the road a little bit, uh, it's two, uh, it's two Silas Street. It's a very similar small brick building that had this humongous addition built onto it. So there's some creativity to try to say that I, I guess I, I don't want to always roll over and realize that every every building that every building that's old has to come down. So. That's well, I'll be happy to send you some photos of it, but um, as you pointed out, it's, it hasn't been occupied for over a decade, and the you know the brickwork is collapsing. So we looked at the possibility of maybe relocating it, but relocating a brick building that's starting to fall apart—it's <laughs> that's a tough one. Well, yeah. well, well, I guess what I would like then is. Uh, a lot of what you're saying, Tom, is exactly what would be nice for us to know earlier on. And it's, I guess, if anything, I'd like to find a way to have the demolition request put forward early, as early as possible. Because if it would be great for us to know that you looked at options to look at the property, to, what the problems are with it as it stands, and, and even if you've even if it's just a just a thought off the top of the head about possible moving, that's kind of along the lines of what we're thinking. You know, so it'd be nice to have that right from the get go. Uh, to be honest, when I when I first saw the design review meeting, I was like, wait a minute, I, this is not how I'm supposed to find out by happenstance. I right. should have found out a lot earlier. 
Um, but you're right. The way the process was, I don't. We don't find out until the demolition delay, the demolition request. Because I don't understand why people aren't getting the demolition request right at the first get go. Because if there's a hiccup in the system, you know, may as well find out there. Because we could conceivably vote for a six month demolition delay when that thing comes by our way. And it wouldn't be the time to do it if it's going to really monkey up, you know, the, the construction project. Well, I was, I think about this a lot because I'm in the mix when it comes to addressing historic properties. And I would like to see the, the town become more proactive in helping people who do own historic properties to upgrade them, maintain them, preserve them. Um, I don't know whether you could set up a grant program, uh, help people make them energy efficient. You mentioned changing the zoning bylaws. Maybe there's a historic district overlay that gives usage uh, variances for properties that might not make it as a residence. I know that there is a possibility of, um, you know, the downtown district ends between Millie's restaurant and the library, and then it becomes residential. But some of those residences might not be able to be viable in the future as residents, but if they had some potential to be a commercial property, that's where you could go to the town and say, well, maybe we should extend the downtown business with some stipulations of, about preservation. So you could get other uses that might accommodate a property. I'm not saying this is the specific application of that, but I think you need to, the town has to get more proactive and, and help preserve things rather than waiting till they apply for a demolition permit. By that time, it's too late. And I don't think the demolition permits actually have been successful in preserving anything. Yeah. They may hey. delay something, but they don't really aren't successful in preserving anything. So you're 100% uh, correct. Oh, maybe we need to look at other techniques of trying to help people out. Um, I don't, um, in terms of supporting uh, properties with older homes, I'm trying to remember if my community preservation act funding could be used to support private homes. I think so. I don't know what the rules are for it, but I think so. So there might be a format, there might be a practice already in place. It's a tricky one, but there might be a practice already in place that could do that. Well, maybe they could carve out something. Um, you, you have storefront renovation programs where funding was provided with grant money, matching grants to people to restore and preserve the storefronts in commercial areas. I think uh, preserving residential properties is, is worthwhile as a storefront. I mean, I yeah. The majority of our historic properties are residential. You know, we have hundreds of 18th and 19th century homes that are, you know, this is the great architectural wealth of the town and it just doesn't get any help. I'll have to make sure there's some kind of sentence about that in, in okay. the plan. <laughs> because it, it sounds like it's something that needs to be thought through. Yeah. I love that idea. I just think that's awesome. Like what a great idea to be proactive versus again, if we can't 
by the time they saw a lot of these are, you know, in disrepair and they're not worth, they can't be saved, you know, and it's sad to see. So if we can actually help people, that'd be amazing. You know, MassSave has a program for residences to get a lot of free insulation, weather stripping, uh, tightening up, you know, Maybe we should have an outreach program for people who are in historic homes. Say, listen, this is available to you. You can get a leaky old home buttoned up somewhat, so it is more viable to survive in the you know in the energy strap future. So, I mean, there are things we could talk about as a committee to see if we can come up with a strategy to some way help property owners because, as you know, owning a historic home is is a challenge. I mean, people don't view them as works of art, but they are. And this is a part of the art preservation that we need to be involved with. Yeah, that's a valid point. I think something in the pro, uh, in the preservation plan, there's a, I think there's some wording like that, but maybe it's not on its, it doesn't stand alone like it should. Uh, any other topics that we might want to speak on while we're all together? Let's see, Mr. Swanson. I happen to be looking at home, excuse me, home sales in Northborough, and I found I think six antiques that were sold at the end of last year. So you you had sent out some letters. And there's some new homeowners of the properties that we sent out last year because they were more for the, the buildings. Um, I may flag those, I may run those by you. So just put those letters to just uh, tell people we exist, wish them luck in the new property, in the new, the near new property, the old antique. Maybe something else that came to mind. I think that's pretty much it. So, is there anything else we want to bring up? This is like our quickest meeting ever. One hour. Is Millie here? You, I thought you said she saw her coming in or something. Uh, I don't I see did. her. Her name popped up and then it went away. So something must have happened. So she really never participated. Okay. And let's see, Bruce, you showed up a little bit uh, late, right? Yeah, so you probably, for an accuracy on the meeting minutes, just uh, have Bruce showed up uh, a little bit late. But tardy next to my name. Tardy, yes. <laughs> when was the last time you were with us? Probably six months ago? Uh, it's, it's quite a while, yeah, it's nice to be back. <laughs> it is nice to have you back. Well, we can stay here looking at the Hollywood Squares for the rest of the night, unless somebody <laughs> wants to uh, come up with a better idea. I move we adjourn. Second. I second. All right, Mr. Smith will get the second. So I got to do the roll call vote for those who can vote. Um, Mr. Smith. Uh, aye. Mr. Swanson. Aye. Leslie? Aye. Bruce? Aye. Mike? 
Aye. And I'm an I. So we'll see you uh, at the end of next month. This Right now we're running, what, on the uh, fourth Mondays of the month for a while until we can square that away.